0: It's the Eastern Insider Podcast with your hosts, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Some people may take Monday as a holiday, but today we deliver the news and notes as usual on this Presidential Day Spectacular. I'm Greg Stenner. I'm Alex Jewell. It is President's Day. It's also National Random Act of Kindness Day. That's why, Alex, I'll give you the floor to tell us what we have on store this week. Well, it's a great episode this week on the Eastern
1: Insider. Of course, welcome in to all of you listeners. We're glad to have you. It's been a big week uh, of Eastern Michigan athletics, a huge week yet to come. And we have quite the lineup today, Greg. You and I both sat down with senior Bubakar Tori of the men's basketball team. He had quite the impressive week last week, 17 of 18 shooting. That's 94% from the field. I don't know when the last time we saw someone do that was over a two game stretch. I'm and not
0: sure that you and I do this, the same thing 18 times in a week and could perform at 94%, but
1: okay. Absolutely. Uh, the only thing I can do at about 94% is clearing the plate off the buffet table. That's for sure. But Bubakar, of course, for that effort, Mac West player of the week just announced today by the conference. We'll get to talk to him as he has some great insights on kind of the season and how it's unfolded, but really just a well-spoken young man able to kind of reflect on his time in Ypsilanti as well, as unbelievably the basketball season's winding down. Can you believe it? I, I just can't believe how fast it's gone. Hopefully, though, both of our teams will be making a deep run into the Mid-American Conference Tournament. Yeah,
0: you, and you look then- at it right now, the men's team would be the ninth seed if the tournament ended today. Meanwhile, the Emu women just one game out of a bye They're the fifth seed in a possible straight trip to Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland.
1: Well, all roads do lead to Cleveland. So, of course, for all you fans at home, make sure you're following the next couple of weeks as tournament implications are certainly on the line. We hope to see a lot of you down in Cleveland because Greg and I will be rocking and rolling down there, hopefully, with teams uh, in the tournament and hopefully able to get an NCAA bid. And then on the back end of basketball season it's hard to believe that baseball already got underway. You know, we heard from coach Roof uh, not too long ago on the podcast, but now they have 3 games under their belt. They won their season opener this past Saturday, put up 16 runs on Austin P. That's the most runs they've scored since 2016. So they had quite the offensive week and we're going to hear from uh, graduate Davis Feldman who's back on the mound after really a 2 years of of hard injuries but he's healthy, ready to go, and he's the Friday night ace for the Eastern Michigan Baseball Club. And then we're also going to have Caitlin Rodenheiser on the show. She's a women's rower, and she sat down for this week's segment of Peanuts Gallery.
0: Yeah, it'll be a fun week. It's a week that we will see a just slim margin of home events, and the first one kicks off on Tuesday night. That is uh, men's basketball hosting Kent State in a critical division showdown as the Eagles try to improve their standings in the West Division and the tournament overall. The Golden Flashes right now have kind of been the Eagles thorn in their side under uh, Rob Senderhoff's tenure there in Kent. And then we don't have another basketball game at home, until saturday at noon when ball state comes a calling to the convo it is a play for k weekend here so make sure you wear your pink as admission is free for those who have battled or are battling cancer to make sure they're at the game as we honor uh kay Yao, who the longtime head coach at north carolina state university who lost her battle with breast cancer
1: There's plenty of times during the year when the focus is solely on basketball, but the great thing about athletics is being able to kind of come together and recognize and support great causes like play for K. Breast cancer is one of those things that, you can't really talk to anybody that doesn't have some sort of connection to what is obviously a, a terrible diagnosis, a terrible disease. Whether it's someone that was affected directly with you, or a friend of a friend, or whoever it may be, it can—it's uh, certainly a cause that we can all rally behind in a world where we really don't rally behind the same causes all too often. Um, but you know, on the women's basketball side of things specifically, I know Kiara Johnson, her mom battled breast cancer as well. So it's a meaningful game for her an inspired game for her. And we'll hear from her uh, in a, in a feature video that's going to be coming out this week, but a great way to get out, support a great cause. And to see some really good basketball too, because like you said, Eastern Michigan women's basketball, they're right in the thick of things to try to be in the top four of the league and get a bye to Cleveland.
0: Yeah. Right now the Cardinals would also be punching their tickets straight to uh, Cleveland to uh, get their tournament seating going. We also have tennis on the road this week, uh, at are at Binghamton beginning on Thursday. And then they also play LIU, who are now known as the Sharks. They used to be the Blackbirds, but now they've combined. So now it's just LIU. Uh, so they will be in action on Friday out in the East Coast as well. We also get golf back in the picture. Women's Golf will fly to Arizona to get their spring trip going. They're at the Rio Verde Invitational for their usual trip out west men's golf also out there as well they're in good year uh to watch the loyola intercollegiate go on out in the phoenix area plus we also have baseball on the south coast as they'll be taking on oh we've seen this battle once before in uh on the football side of things they'll also get pit down in florida Yeah, the
1: boys of summer have a good opportunity to kind of rectify the tough loss in the quick lane bowl to Pittsburgh. They've got a three-game series coming up this weekend. Should be a really good matchup. Pitt, a good team out of the ACC. But this Eastern Michigan baseball team this year has clearly showed an ability to score runs. They've got some really interesting and good pitching coming out of the pen got Cameron Wagner's coming out this weekend he came out and threw 94 on the clock all weekend long so he should get an opportunity to see the Panthers really good baseball coming your way
0: yeah so plenty of other things we also have track on the schedule and men's basketball this week on the road they'll be in Muncie to take on Ball State Uh, and then you round out your Sunday with some more tennis as they battle Quinnipiac this weekend so a large contingent to get us set for next week when it's championship week, we've got both indoor, track, and swimming that will go for who will become. Mac Title 150 for this Eastern Michigan program. The race to 150 is real.
1: For those that don't know, Eastern Michigan by far the most Mid-American Conference championship since their entrance into the league in 1973 and a good chance to add its 150th title with both of those teams. Derek Perkins in his first year with swimming and diving. I know that they're poised to try to make a good run at it. And then, of course, w- when you get Eastern Michigan on the track, whether indoor, outdoor, cross country. It doesn't matter if it's a running event or a track and field event, you know that they have a good chance to bring home a title. So certainly an exciting championship week coming your way next week, which we'll preview as well.
0: Plenty of things also in the can as we get you set more baseball talk. We'll also have some football previews coming up. And we'll also hear from Chandler Wilson on the upcoming episodes of the Eastern Insider, as he's the Eastern band director that's done such a spectacular job. All that and so much more on the upcoming weeks. But, Alex, I think it's time for the real show today. It's definitely time for the
1: real show, so we're going to take a break, sit right there on the other side of this. You'll hear from Bubakar Torre, and then the rest of the show. Welcome back to the Eastern Insider We're pleased to be joined now with somebody that makes Greg and I feel rather short, and that's saying something because I stand at about 6'4", but nothing compared to Bubakar Torre, the redshirt senior center here for the Eastern Michigan men's basketball team. Coming off a pretty impressive week. Before we get into the personal accolades, Bubakar, a clean sweep of your in-state rivals, Central Michigan and Western Michigan, uh, over the last week here, what does it feel like to not only be playing better basketball as a team, but to get two really impressive
2: wins against two rivals. Uh, it always feels good to win. You know, the level of focus I would say got high in the past couple of weeks. You know, that's why we were able to get it rolling. Uh, I think, as uh, Coach Murphy mentioned before, you know, a lot of these guys I new, so they didn't really know the level of competition, how hard it was. You know, uh, but after it took us seven games to figure it out. But after that, we were just able to get it rolling. Yeah.
0: Looking at your development, what have you been able to to really, since conference play, do maybe differently than what you started out during non-conference play?
2: Just focus. Like I said, you, we just got more focus. Because, uh, you know, I've I played in the MAG before, so I know the level of intensity. I've seen this team before, you know. So it was just – I just I just went out there and played hard, you know. That's, that's, that's all it is.
1: One thing that's been really impressive on the court this year – is the team's ability to kind of gel and play as one at times. When you guys do that is when you're playing your best basketball, which is really rare to have so many new guys, 10 new guys on the roster this year yeah. that are able to connect. But one person I know you've talked a lot about uh, kind of having an extra special connection with is Ty Gross because uh, yeah. you've played with him for a couple of years now. Yeah. What is it like to have another person on the court? That's also been here. That's an upperclassman uh, that you've got that kind of connection with and what makes that so special?
2: Well, it's, it's, it's great. We have the, uh, I, I think, the best chemistry between me and Ty because, you know, he knows what I can do. I know what he can do. He knows where I like to touch the ball. I know where he wants to be on the floor. So we just you know, do a good job of finding each other on the floor. And, you know, uh, that really helps us uh, a lot on offensive and in defensive. end. You know.
1: And then there's a few teammates, though, that have just gotten here this year that still seem to be able to kind of run the offense, help you guys out. What makes those newcomers whether it's a Noah Morgan, uh, Darion Spotsville, Chris James, what makes them so special uh, on the court, especially this last stretch during conference play? Uh,
2: those those guys work hard. You know, every, every one of those guys you just named. you know, after practice, come back to the gym, shoot, 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 you know, because uh, uh, at the beginning of the year, we, were, we weren't able to really knock down shot from the outside, and it was kind of hard for, uh, that it, it was making uh easier for team to double team because you weren't really making outside shots that's the, well, that's what they wanted us to do, you know, shoot it and not make it. But, you know, credit to these guys that got into the gym, took took extra shots, you know, and able to knock it down out. So that's a plus for us.
0: Speaking of knocking down shots, last yeah. week you took eighteen shots. You yeah. made seventeen of them. Yeah. If you look back and could tell yourself, uh, when you were going to Grand Canyon that that your freshman year,
2: yeah.
0: as as a senior now, what would you look back and tell yourself? <sighs>
2: Well, i would be I'll be really proud of myself. Of course, I come a very long, long, long way. You know, because even at GCU, I didn't play for my very uh, for the first three years. You know, I've dealt with a lot of injuries, so coming back, coming to Eastern Michigan just gave me a new life. So you know, it's, I had a whole different perspe- perspective of life and basketball, and uh, I just can't be. I'm, I'm just thankful to be where I'm at today. You well, know, I'm and I know when
0: and we talk at the start of the year, basketball yeah. may not have been your first love. It was a different true.
2: sport. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like, you know, I grew up in, in, in Senegal. Soccer is the number one sport I ain't stopped playing until I was 14. You know, so, yeah, like I said, I'm just I'm just blessing thankful to be here. Well, certainly we are glad that
1: you chose to go the basketball route. <laughs> yeah. We're certainly glad to have you protecting the rim here at Eastern Michigan. And Greg mentioned the amazing week that you had on the courts. Yeah. Uh, of course, 17 of 18 shooting. 37 points, 18.5 points per game. And you got recognized for that because just about an hour ago the MAC named you its West Division player of the week. Uh so you out of all of the players on your side of the conference uh, are are being recognized as having the best week. What does that mean to you to bring home uh, an honor like that? I know that you're not somebody who who cares about the personal accolades as much, but you've got to be pretty thrilled about getting yeah, that recognition.
2: You I mean, always you always feels good when, you know, somebody's you know kind of appreciating what you do and uh, but I, w- I, w- I wouldn't be able to do that if you wouldn't if you wasn't winning you know uh gotta this is I gotta give credit to the whole team's coaching staff you know we were able to come out and w- win the week and if we if we didn't win uh you know the result I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do that so it's gotta gotta win the next week and the week after that you know yeah that's 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 the ultimate goal just to win
0: Right now, you're playing yourself back into a, a position to get a first-round home game in the MAC tournament. What does closing strong uh, mean for this team down the stretch?
2: Yeah, uh, I like Coach Murph talk about. It. This is a new season, you know. Uh, this this last uh, five six game we have, we just gotta you know, level of focus got to be higher, pay attention to detail, you know, play as hard as you can. Because me as a senior, personally, I'm not. I'm never gonna get the chance to do this again. So I'm I'm gonna give it all out there and try to rally the guys to just you know. You know, do, do, uh, give 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 it give it all on the floor.
1: Well, you mentioned that you are a senior, of course. Your yeah. basketball days at Eastern Michigan winding down. Don't want to turn it into a somber conversation, yeah. <laughs> but as you think about having just a few games left in the regular season, then of course, hopefully, a good tournament run and maybe an yeah. NCAA tournament bid. What are you going to look back on uh, as through your time in Ipsy, as maybe? some of the best memories that you've had here?
2: It's definitely the, the family. Like we, the, this team is, like, like I said, I had a bad experience at GCU, you know, but when I came to Eastern Michigan, I had a whole different perspective of life in basketball. Yeah, so I just can't be very thankful of, I'm just very thankful of, you know, the coaching staff for giving me the opportunity to come, come, come here. And it's just a player's family. Everybody's like it's, like, it's like a brotherhood, you know. I'm just thankful to be here.
0: When you look at, at the two of the guys that back you up, uh, in Jalen and DJ what do you see from them and, and continue to
2: develop uh DJ I, D, G, I'm very proud of DJ like, like uh three games a game, uh, ago yeah he, he won the game for us you know he's the I think he's he well deserved that performance he did because he, he works hard you know great guy had a great attitude showed up to practice every day with a you know positive mentality and that kind of rub off and everybody uh I think DJ DJ gonna be good for, DJ and Jalen gonna be good for us Jalen you know, very good defensive presence, and I think he's been better offensively. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see next year. I think they can they can really hold it down when I leave.
1: I know I speak for Greg and the rest of our listeners when we say it's been an absolute pleasure getting to watch you on the court in the Eastern Michigan green and white. We are going to get going because I know you've got to get to practice yes, a, a big couple of weeks ahead. But first, mm-hmm. I need you to step in my office because I've got something on the top <laughs> shelf that I can't quite reach. So yeah. Bubakar is going to help me with that. And then there's more on the Eastern Insider right after this. Joined now by Davis Feldman. He's a fifth-year baseball player, pitcher here at Eastern Michigan. And Davis, you guys went down this weekend to Clarksville, Tennessee, got your 2020 season underway. Hard to believe because there's still snow on the ground here in Michigan. But I know it uh, was a meaningful opening weekend for you, specifically because it's been almost two years since you got to touch the baseball diamond in a game. We're in that scripty, and you get the call to make the start on Friday. Night, Of course, that game got shifted to Saturday noon. Nonetheless, you trot out there as the first uh, starter for the team this year. What did it feel like to finally kind of overcome that injury and get on the diamond for some meaningful pitches?
3: Uh, It was a surreal feeling. Honestly, it's been um, a tough, long, hard road, but um, it was just kind of nice to see all my hard work that I put in and um, all the hardships and like the setbacks I went through during the rehab process to see that all kind of come to fruition and pay off and um, just get back out there for the first time in a while. It was was awesome. It was just like I was going out there and playing like I I was a little kid again. Um, I just had a lot of fun and my adrenaline was through the roof and it was, it was just really felt really good to get back out there.
1: Yeah. A game that you, Didn't necessarily go too deep into, but you did pitch three innings through about 60 pitches and it was a a really pretty solid outing A no decision for you. Of course, your teammate Luke McGuire comes in and gets the win. But what was it about your outing that you liked and what are you looking forward uh, to improving in the weeks to come?
3: Oh, yeah. First, Luke. Luke saved the day. He was awesome uh, coming in after me and pitching the rest of the game. But um, I just is my first time out there in a while. So I just just building off of everything. Um, you know, fastball, uh, could get a little better with the command. Um, I mean, everything can get better with command, but you know, I liked how I was, um, I was able to throw all my pitches for strikes, um, m- for majority of it. Um, I got a little wild, um, mainly in the, in the fourth inning, but besides that, just kind of, just kind of building off of the foundation I laid, um, you know, just trying to pitch hitters more inside, um, gotta get better and. Uh, thrown inside, but um, I th- I think for the first time out there in a while it was it was all right. Well, last year
1: you had a, a view similar to mine. Of course, I was in the press box the whole season. You being sidelined with the injury, and a lot of games last year where the starting pitcher did not get good run support. When you're sitting there in the first inning, your team puts up two runs in the top half of the first frame all year long. What was kind of the emotion right there, the reaction? Did you did you take a little bit of a deep <clears throat> breath and say, finally, my oh, yeah. team's putting some runs on the board. It makes it yeah. a little less stressful for me.
3: Yeah, it was that was awesome to see. I mean, I was pretty nervous, um, obviously, but get, them getting two runs took a huge weight off my shoulders. It kind of made me take a huge deep breath and just relax and it made me just go out there and just really have fun and just attack the zone right away. I didn't have to, uh, I mean, it gave me cushion. I didn't have to try and be too too perfect with my pitches or anything. I kind of just tried to attack them right away. And, you know, that's huge. Them coming out there and putting up two runs in the top of the first. First time out first time outside all year. And um for them to for them to get two runs in the top of the first was huge for me. Yeah. Well, and that's something that a lot of people maybe who follow
1: baseball don't really realize is when your team behind you can get you some runs on the board, it changes your approach to pitching, doesn't it?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, when, when you have a lead, you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to try and be too fine with your pitches. You can kind of just attack the zone. We have a really good defense behind us too. Um, so I just let, just try to throw strikes and let our defense play and, um, Yeah, I mean, it's easier. It's definitely easier when you have the lead because you can just you can just attack the hitters and let your defense play. Well, you're a defensive player, so I'll start with the defensive side of the ball this
1: week. Like you just said, a really talented group. One player that I wanted to ask you about, because a lot of the fans listening haven't gotten to see him play yet. You've gotten to see him throughout practice and now throughout a series. And I know he made a couple of really good plays at the hot corner this weekend. Daniel Workington. What is it about him and about his defense that really elevates that side of the uh, diamond for you
3: guys? He's just got a he's got a, a very calm and relaxing like persona to him. He doesn't very he doesn't talk very much. He doesn't his emotions don't get too high or too low. He's very even keel, at, like all the time, whether it's on the field, off the field. So, I think just that persona he brings, just like calm and relaxing, and he's very smooth over there. Um, he just. He's a gamer. We call him the moose because he's from he's a big dude from Canada. So, uh, I mean, he's just really calm. And um, that being on the the left side of the on the hot corner, um, it gives me confidence that I can trust him and that he'll make the play every time.
1: Of course, Danny Workington not had has not quite gotten it heated up with the bat yet. But of course, that's something he's. Uh, well known for as well comes from Parkland College, and that in itself is a powerhouse uh, in the junior college ranks. So we're excited to see him the rest of the season. And then I've got to ask you about your shortstop because everybody knows uh, Taylor Hopkins can flash the leather on the diamond, but in the at the plate this weekend, are you kidding me? Seven RBIs, twelve total bases. Uh, he scored a handful of runs. Oh, and by the way, hits two home runs in the season opener uh, in route to your guys' sixteen to eight win over Austin P. For those that don't know Taylor Hopkins, not very tall, doesn't necessarily strike you as a power hitter, but he goes out there and puts the barrel on the bat. How fun was it to watch someone like that hit those two home runs and what was kind of the reaction in the dugout?
3: It's awesome. I mean, he's he's one of the funniest, most energetic guys on the team. Everyone just gravitates to him and uh he's got a beautiful swing from the left side. It's it's awesome. He barrels up balls all the time and uh for him to get for him to have the weekend he did is just It's incredible, not only for the team, but for him personally, like we were roommates this weekend. So I told him we have to room together every weekend now because he just went off and it's it's awesome to see, you know, like I kind of said, first time outside, first time seeing other teams pitching. And for him to have the weekend he did is just awesome for not only him, but for our team. Well, your team as a whole, I mean, they put up 16 runs
1: in their season opener uh, on Saturday, the first game. That's the most in a game by an Eastern Michigan baseball team since May of 2016. You guys put up 28 runs overall on the weekend. That is a pretty impressive mark. What's it like uh, seeing your offense do that? And is that something that you expect them to continue throughout the rest of the season?
3: Yeah, for sure. You know, coming into this year, we knew our offense was was gonna be solid. Um, you know, with Workington coming in and Christian Ball, our first baseman, and everybody else is pretty much returning. So we knew um we had some some veteran guys and some good bats coming into this year. And um for them to get off to the start they did, it's awesome. We have a lot of stuff to to build off of um, you know, going forward into into next week and the rest of the year. Um and, you know, we just got to clean up some things on the pitching and defensive side. But our offense, that's I feel like they can do that all year long, which is which is going to be really good for us. You're someone that certainly is the leader of the pitching staff this year, but a
1: lot of good young talent uh, in the pen behind you. One of the ones that we got to see this week that a lot of people are anticipating getting a chance to get their eyes on them themselves at O-Strike is Cameron Wagner, of course, from Tecumseh so chooses to forgo. uh going to play for the Texas Rangers, the 22nd round draft pick, comes to Eastern Michigan. He gets his first opportunity this week. Not quite as dominant as as he would have hoped, but from all indications was out there hitting 94 on the radar gun, uh, some nasty stuff with the off speed. What was it like? I know you've seen him in practice. I know you've watched his film. What was it like kind of as as a senior being able to step back and say, wow, this is the future of of what could be on the mound? And how exciting is that for you knowing that, he could be coming out of the pen this year for you guys. And to have something like that coming out is really special.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's the first time pretty much anyone on the team seen him play in a real game against another team. So we were all kind of excited to see, um, and, you know, when he came in, it was like, it was incredible. Like he threw a pitch and everyone would just, like, it was people were talking and stuff. And when he would throw a pitch, everyone would be dropped dead silent. It, like it was incredible to watch the first two hitters he struck out. And like they weren't even close it was it was incredible to watch, and you know that's something he can build off of um he can learn from um what happened later in the inning uh but he can build off those first two hitters and you know see he has the confidence to do that and just trust himself Because he can he's capable of doing that every every time he goes out there so um it was a good start for him it was exciting to see what he can do um so it's it's good for good for him to build off of that and see what he can do the rest of the year.
1: Last question here for Davis Feldman, the graduate student on the baseball team, fifth-year player for the Eastern Michigan Eagles. Davis, last year you guys start the season 0-3-1, didn't come out of opening weekend with a win. This week you do come out with a win, but then you drop the last two games of the series. But I know that there's a completely different attitude this year. Like, listen, one and two start, that's not going to define us. So we're going to get right back at it and
3: win baseball games.
1: Is that how you feel inside the locker room, and, and why is this year's team
3: different? Yeah, for sure. I think everyone that was there this weekend or was watching, we have a lot of positives to take away from it. We competed really hard all three games. Uh, we would like to come back with more than one win, but we had a lot of positives that we can take away from this weekend. Like the offense, like I said earlier, um, them putting up 28 runs in the three games is, is awesome. And um, you know, the team this year, it's the vibe around this team is, is incredible. It's probably the best it's been in a few years here, honestly. Um, we just play more as a team. Everyone's rooting for each other. And um, it's awesome to see, you know, if we just clean up some stuff uh, on the pitching side, we showed glimpses of of being a good pitching staff this weekend, but we just got to clean some stuff off, clean some stuff up on the defensive side and pitching side. But we have a lot of positives to take away from this weekend. And if we, you know, it's only February, middle of February, it's our first three games. We want to be playing our best baseball come April and May. Um, So if we can get better each weekend and build off of what we did this weekend, I think we're going to be really good this year.
1: Well, there he is. The pitcher for the Eastern Michigan baseball team, Davis, Sullivan, Davis, we wish you all the best of luck this week as you travel down to Sanford, Florida. You're going to take on Pitt in a three-game series. That's a big one. Can we get some wins against Pittsburgh? They they just overcame us in the bowl game, which we don't want, of course. Half of our old staff works over at Pittsburgh. Your old director of ops, Derek Mose, over there. He's now the assistant AD for equipment operations over there. Can we just can we just get some wins over Pittsburgh,
3: please? Yeah, that'd be nice. We're hoping to take all three, so. We'll see what happens.
1: All right, fans, remember, you can follow all weekend long the baseball team via their Twitter at EMU underscore baseball or online at the links that you'll see uh, on EMU Eagles.com. As always, uh, thank you for joining us, Davis. More on the Eastern Insider right after this.
4: Hey guys, it's Nicole Remedios, and this is another segment of Peanuts Gallery. Today I'm joined with... Caitlin Rodenheisler. Hi, Caitlin. Um, so just let everyone know a
5: little bit about you. You are on what team? I'm at the rowing team here at Eastern Michigan. Yeah. And where are you from? I'm from the west side of Michigan in between Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo. Okay,
4: so Michigan local ish. What's that, like maybe two and a half, three hours away? Just about like a little bit over two hours away. Okay, so not too bad at all.
5: No. Do you go home here and there? Or? Uh, yeah, I try and go home when I can on the weekends when we're in our off season. Spend yeah, time with my
4: family. Yeah, rowing's pretty busy. You guys are training and then on the water and then back training and then
5: on the water. <laughs> yeah, we have two. Uh, in seasons only one like off season like section of the year so we're definitely practicing a lot
4: yeah um and what class are you i'm a sophomore right now nice so second year kind of getting into the swing of everything two more years to go um so rowing not a lot of people know how like athletes get into rowing kind of tell us a little bit how you found out about rowing here at emu
5: Um, for my first like three and a half years of high school, I had no idea that rowing even existed until one of my friends that I played volleyball and basketball with got recruited to a different university. Uh And I was like, cool, like rowing, that's an actual thing. Yeah. (laughs) So I just like went on Eastern's rowing website and filled out a questionnaire. And then I came on a visit and here I am. Yeah. You kind of like Eastern Ypsilanti. Yeah, I like it. It's different. I'm from a farm town, kind of. Yeah, so, we were, so kind of different. Talk, yeah, we were
4: talking about that a little bit before. Tell us about how you like grew up and how that's kind of helped you
5: be the athlete you are today. Um, so growing up, I definitely was, of course, besides being in sports, because I did volleyball, basketball, and mm-hmm. softball from a young age. Oh, got an all-star right here. Yeah, I did a little bit <laughs> of everything. But, and then on top of that, I also participated in 4-H and FFA, And that just really taught me a lot about commitment and what it actually means to, like, work hard. Because by, like, raising livestock, you have to be there morning and night for them. You have to put a lot of work in. Yeah. And, like, if you don't, like... It's kind of like you're taking care of another living thing, so it's not like
4: you can just be, like... I can do it tomorrow, like, yeah. You, def- t- you have yeah. to do it now.
5: So, yeah, that definitely taught me a lot. And it also helped me a lot with, like, my physical strength grow- yeah. growing up, working and doing stuff like that. So so you got horses, chickens, cows, the whole thing? Uh, growing up, I originally started, we had... Uh, we got pigs, we got cows, we got a donkey. We used oh to have rabbits, yeah, chickens. Now we have ducks. That's we just awesome. Got a little bit of everything. Is it still like now if you went home, they'd all be there still? Uh, right now we no longer do pigs. We still have cows at home. We have yeah. a donkey, his name is Bob. <laughs> um every once in a while, like once a year, we'll raise like sixty chickens for meat and then we oh, wow. have like a few ducks.
4: That's so. pretty cool. Well, I mean, I want to come steal yeah. your livestock. That's awesome. And so like you've mentioned, um, rowing never really in your uh, expertise in high school. And then you come to Eastern. What did you expect And then kind of tell us what team you're on and what uh, position and all that kind of stuff?
5: Um, coming here, I didn't really know what to expect. That yeah. was a scary thing. But I was like, you are starting college, make a risk, see if it pays <laughs> off. So, the beginning of my freshman year was definitely really, really challenging. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of the hardest stuff, like, I've ever, like, mentally gone through, I would say. For sure. Because it was just so different, and, like, it was a struggle to, like, learn something new. It Mm -hmm. took me until, like, after Christmas break my freshman year to, like, really get a hold of it, I feel like. And from there, I just kind of took off and just kept progressing. Every single time we had a test, I would try and PR on it. Yeah. that's how I got to where I am.
4: Yeah, that's awesome. So people who don't know where you are, so what uh, boat are you in?
5: Uh, as of this fall, I was currently in the novice, not novice. <laughs> no, you're good. As in this fall, I was in the Varsity 1V, which is our top of boat in the program. Yeah. And so my freshman year, I started off in a novice boat, which is freshman, like rowing yeah. terms. Yeah. And so, and then from there in the spring, I made the 2V, and then towards the very end of the season, I got to earn a spot in the 1V, which I was super excited about. That's awesome.
4: So. <laughs> uh, that's so cool. Um, kind of what motivated you to keep pushing and get to that top team, because I'm assuming coming in as a freshman and you're only in your sophomore year getting to that top team is hard like there's a bunch of girls on the rowing team everyone's committed everyone's working hard what kind of helped you like get to that spot
5: oh something that helped me get to the spot that I am today is I'm personally really competitive Mm -hmm. I would say so I just kind of want to strive to like be the best I guess and I just want to just keep progressing and see where this can take me
4: yeah so Obviously, we're here as athletes, but school here too. What's your program?
5: Um, I'm in the exercise science okay. for a bachelors, and then I want to make it into the master's program for occupational therapy. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Do you want to do rowing for as
4: long as you can, kind of thing, or do you are you kind of going more to the occupational therapy
5: route? Um, I kind of. I mean, you're only a sophomore. You still have no, lots still, of time. No, I still got time to think about, of course. As of right now, I'm kind of just planning on, like, taking this opportunity yeah. while I have it. I'm not necessarily expecting it to, like, go next level at the moment because I still have, obviously, a lot of improvement to go, like, to get. But I don't know. I'm planning on just doing these four years and yeah. maybe, like, do it as a hobby when I'm older. What, yeah. Like, see what I I'm mean, doing. I have done
4: those ERG machines and I, I can't do it for long. So good, good job for you guys. Yeah. But, um thanks for joining me good luck this season thank you and i'm nicole Medios, and this was peanuts gallery
1: well that'll do it for another edition of the eastern insider podcast thank you as always to all of our guests and most importantly you the listeners we couldn't do it without you and we're so excited to be able to bring you all things eastern straight from the source every week as always You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you download your podcast. including this year from our own website, emueagles.com slash podcasts. Make sure you stay with us every Monday. We'll be back next week, bigger and better than ever. Until then, go green, go white, and go Eastern, and have a great week. We'll see you next time.